Hey everyone, welcome to episode oh, six, I think so. <laughs> six, uh, episode something of the fight with our feelings. And this episode uh, is on live streaming, which is a term that my partner came up with. Um, and I asked them if, if they were okay if I kind of use some of our examples for this because uh, I've, I've kind of had to lean back on this tool, this skill, this whatever, uh, a lot recently, and in in my relationship with them, it's just been massively helpful. Um, but I think also just as a concept that relates to therapy, that relates to all different types of relationships. Um, so I'm gonna gonna walk through live streaming, and I didn't actually prepare notes for today's episode because I found that the times when I do, I get a little bit in my head, a little bit more so in my head. Um, so yeah, it's just free for all. Caitlin Baldwin, and we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, but to start today off with a quote, this is from less of a, I don't know, I guess like personal fun book. Uh, maybe it is. This is from more of a clinical book. Um, the book is called Attached, The New Science of Finding and Keeping Love by Amir Levine. Uh, and so it's all about like attachment theory and how to figure out your attachment style and you know relationships in general. And this part that I'm looking at is about uh, effective communication. She says, most anxious people easily fall into the trap that relationship books and society at large set for them. They feel that they're too demanding and needy, so they try to accommodate their partner's needs for distance and boundaries. It's simply more socially acceptable to maintain a cool, self-sufficient facade. So they hide their wishes and mask their discontent. In actuality, you're missing out when you do so. Because by expressing those needs, you achieve two goals. First, you're being your authentic self, which has been found to contribute to our general feelings of happiness and fulfillment. And being happy and fulfilled is probably one of the most attractive traits you can offer a partner. Second, and no less important, once you're your authentic self, if your partner is incapable of meeting your genuine needs, you can determine that early on. So I know that's a bit of a longer quote, but it's... A good one in, in that book in particular was super helpful for me when I was coming out of a really terrible relationship. I really didn't have an understanding of what I was and wasn't allowed to do. And for me, I do have a lot of insecurity that shows up around attachment. Um, I see myself as a very independent person. And so there's something you know, even more challenging than rejection, which is about like actually receiving love and support from people. Um, and so when I was trying to learn a bit more about myself and about the way that I attach to people, the way that I understand relationships, um, kind of destigmatizing that idea that, you know, being of being needy and, you know, being overly emotional and having too many thoughts and feelings, um, it's a challenge and it's still kind of a challenge. And that's why I really wanted to go through this idea of live streaming today. So just to give maybe a bit of a breakdown about hopefully what I'll <laughs> go into. Again, I, I didn't really make an outline for today. Um, but I'm going to kind of talk about this, this concept of live streaming and what I mean by it. And then I'll probably walk through a few different examples where it came up, where I used it with my partner. Um, and then hopefully I'll get to kind of how it relates to, um, I think, mental health and like our well-being in general and how the 
this act of live streaming, how it can translate way beyond just like romantic relationships or even relationships, um, but just in general. So when I say live streaming, this, uh, again, it was a, a term that like, you know, obviously it means something different to me. I'm a bit of a gamer. So I, I think of like people streaming stupid games on Twitch. Um, but my, my partner had kind of used this term one day when he was essentially doing it to me. So uh, when I say live streaming, it's like an open flow of consciousness. And so the first time that he, I think, used this term, I know we were talking about something that made him anxious or made me anxious. And, you know, we were texting, I think at the time, and he just said, Hey, can I, can I live stream for a second? Can I give you a live stream of what's going on through my head? And I said, sure. And one, he kind of, uh, what I really appreciated about that and what uh, him and I tried to do constantly together is kind of ask that initial question of like, you know, can, can I do this thing, right? Do you have space for this thing? Kind of in the same way that, you know, you might ask someone if like, if you can vent for a second or, hey, like, can you help me with something? It's, it's asking permission to go down a certain road, right? And making sure that I have the, the space and the attention span and the capacity to kind of listen to whatever he's saying and respond in whatever way he wanted me to. And so he then proceeded to, to send me a long text or maybe a few texts about just what was going through his head at that certain point in time. Um, again, I can't remember exactly what it was about, but it was, I think for me, one of the first times in a relationship when my partner was just kind of very clear and transparent about everything that was coming up for them. You know, it, it wasn't... Sometimes the problem with, with texting, I think, or like, you know, communicating through any type of messaging is that like you can filter everything, right? Because there's that delay where you're not immediately responding to someone the same way that you would in person or over the phone. And, you know, when I was younger, that would lead to me like really crafting messages back to people that I was flirting with or dating or interested in or whatever. And if there were times when I felt upset or frustrated or anxious or whatever, I would feel this need to either, you know, minimize it and make it seem like I wasn't as upset as I was. Um, or I would, I would kind of have to say it in some way that like, I don't know that, that prevented them from getting defensive or that, that prevented them from kind of freaking out on me. And this, you know, this person that I'm with now, like being able to just say, Hey, here's a live stream and it may not make any sense and there may not be any truth or actuality to it, but this is just like point by point, exactly what's coming up in my mind. So we have kind of continued to use it. And I don't know if we always use that explicit term, but we use this concept of live streaming whenever one of us is kind of having an emotional flare up and and at that same time where we don't want to like put blame onto the other person because what's nice about just saying like oh this is a live stream or this is just you know kind of the story that's coming up in my mind is that 
it's it's not you know trying to say that any of it is reality. So as an example from me, um, I'm trying to think of the last time I would have said it to him. Well, recently, like I've just felt um, very very insecure about different things, kind of primarily about work and just struggling to have my own business and you know feeling like an imposter around ton of that. Shout out to all my other imposter syndrome homies because it's so brutal a lot of the time. Um, but so, you know, because there has been like insecurity around work, it's just translated into insecurity in the relationship. And so there were a lot of times uh, in in recent weeks where I was just like having a cascade of really brutal thoughts coming to mind, you know, about... Uh, I'm, I'm nervous. So here's a live stream in this exact moment. I'm nervous to say this because I still haven't figured out what's the right dose of like being honest and uh, being professional, but whatever. Um, I was super nervous that he just like didn't like me anymore, which is so silly. And, and I, you know, kind of hate that I'm saying it out loud, but um, so I was just like, he, here's a live stream. Here's what's going on in my head and it was again just you know all these feelings so I'd say like yeah I'm feeling like really really anxious and sad and frustrated right now and you know I'm thinking blah 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 so I'm thinking that you don't want to come over later tonight and that you regret <laughs> ever dating me and that you're trying to think of a way to break up with me and all these things that when I was typing them out you know, because I was texting him at the time. Um, and again, now when I'm saying them out loud, it allowed me to create some distance between myself and all of those thoughts. And him and I having this understanding of what live streaming is, he was able to receive it in a way that isn't, you know, feeling like he's being blamed. He wasn't put on the defensive. He wasn't, you know, having to uh, defend his honor or try and explain all the reasons why I'm wrong because he knew that it was just a live stream, you know, that there's going to be errors that it's not necessarily fact or truthful and that I'm mostly just kind of using him and, and using, you know, texting at that time as an outlet to separate from all this stuff that's going on for me. And what it also did was it gave him some insight as to why I may have been acting the way that I was acting. So a lot of times I think, I think a really big problem is that when we keep things hidden because we don't want to burden the other person or we don't want to seem like we're blaming the other person or we don't want to seem like we're overreacting and, you know, a million other possible things that we could be doing wrong. When we keep all that hidden, usually in those moments it's maybe usually isn't fair i don't know a lot of the times in those moments it's going to affect our behavior so i think even before i was like really transparent with my partner about this insecurity and, and these like crazy thoughts that were coming to mind when i was with him when i would you know hang out with him on the weekends i was like very distant you know and a lot more quiet and I was I was with him and we were doing stuff but I wasn't really engaged in it and he could pick up on that right like anyone can if you're 
you know, if you're out with a group of friends and you see one person that is like quiet, not contributing to the conversation whatsoever, um, they're usually going to have like a bit of a sad or upset or frustrated expression, you know that something's up. And the problem is that if they don't tell you or if they don't communicate that in some clear way, then you're kind of open to misinterpretation about what's going on. So I don't know if this actually happened to him. Maybe I'll ask him after today. But um, he may have misinterpreted those moments as, you know, me not wanting to hang out with him or me being upset with him or whatever when I was when I was kind of just upset in general and anxious in general and insecure in general. So live streaming gives you, you know, again, if if you're using it with a partner, if you're using it with a friend, if you're using it even just with a colleague and they you and them both have this shared understanding that a live stream is just, okay, I'm, I'm just kind of putting this <laughs> stuff out there so that I can kind of step back from it. Also because it's a little bit difficult to do so when it's all just bouncing around in your head. You know, and I think live streaming is very similar to the process of journaling, but it's just with another person. So, being able to say, okay, here's a live stream. I'm feeling you know, anxious and upset. And, you know, I'm thinking that you're going to break up with me and uh, that you hate me and blah, blah, and, you know, and all these things as irrational as they may be. Let you step back, let your partner or this other person step back and know where you're coming from and be able to better support you. Because that's actually what opens up the door to the conversation of, okay, you're in this state. So my partner to me being like, okay, you feel like I can hear that you feel really insecure. You feel really upset right now. What can I do? And that doesn't mean that that person is now obligated to do anything that you want from them or anything that you need from them, but it opens that conversation because once, if we're closed off about how we're feeling or about, you know, what crazy stories are going on in our minds, even when we know they're irrational or they don't make sense or they're not how we truly feel, they're still going to impact and create this like divide between you and that person. You know, I, I, I'm sure I've said this on previous episodes, but a lot of what we deal with on an emotional basis and on a mental basis, it isn't logical. We're acting from a very emotional and primal and instinctual place. Unless we're able to kind of actively be mindful and a part of being mindful is that ability to step back from it and to separate from what things are going on. So me being able to say, okay, I'm, I'm insecure and I'm all this. And he then has the ability to step back and ask how I want to be supported. And I now have the ability to, to, <laughs> to gain support, right? To not be alone in that experience. And honestly, nine times out of 10, when I do this with him, or with anyone, like I do it with my, my friends and I've done it, you know, once or twice with my mom, although she's not as receptive to it. Um, whenever I do it with people, I find that that act in and of itself is super relieving because now it's just out there. It's out there. The other person knows what's going on for me. They can, you know, possibly reassure me or whatever, but I'm not dealing with this intense inner conflict 
at least I'm not dealing with it anywhere near as heavily as I was. And so this relates to, you know, how we can work individually um, or things that I work on with people in therapy because it is kind of an act of diffusion. It's an act of unhooking from those internal experiences. And so <laughs> I, I, I talk out loud to myself all the time. And so I, I might not say, okay, Caitlin, I'm going to do a live stream to myself. But I do that exact same process of just talking out loud or, or journaling sometimes if I feel like I can't speak. And I just lay it all out on the table. And, and a lot of the times I think we get caught up because we want the things that we say out loud or that we say to other people to make sense, right? But what's nice about this concept of a live stream or like any term that you want to use to, you know, to, to connect with this process is that you're going into it with the understanding that it doesn't have to make sense. It's almost like you're recalling a dream, you know, like I was, <laughs> I was telling my partner about a dream I had last night and you know how it was it was super weird i was in a hotel and i like lost my shoes down an elevator shaft and they ended up outside of the building and it was, it was very very weird but when you're telling someone a dream it comes with the understanding and the assumption that oh yeah no this isn't going to make sense like it, and it's fine if it doesn't make sense and that's the exact same thing that's happening here when we are kind of being taken or hooked by our emotions like when I'm hooked with insecurity, I am not, I'm nothing that's going on is making sense in my mind. You know, it, it's feeding me messages of like, you should break up with your partner, even though I definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> that would be a terrible choice for me. Right. So if we can understand that, you know, live streaming our thoughts and our feelings and even our sensations if they're coming up, if we can have that understanding of like, this isn't going to make sense and that's okay. And that doesn't make me crazy. That doesn't make me needy. That doesn't make me a bad, you know, partner or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. And then an added bonus is if our partner can understand this, our friend can understand this, then we are allowed to separate from those experiences, not be owned by them, not be labeled by them. But also then we get to kind of step back and say, okay, do I want to follow through with this? Right. So I've, I have in kind of several of these live streams, I've told my partner that, yeah, I've had thoughts about breaking up with you. Not because I want to, not because it makes sense, but I put that out as a live stream. And then when it's out there, I, I'm, I've stepped away from it. I'm no longer hooked by it and controlled by this, you know, brutal thought bouncing around in my head. And then I get to say, oh, no, I don't want to do that at all. That is not something that aligns me with my values. That's not something that would make me happy or fulfilled. That's not something that fits with who I am. But it's out there now. And I get to kind of laugh at the absurdity. And we both do. You know, he now gets to laugh. And he now gets to understand, oh, okay, that's why you've been you know, super weird with me. So this, I feel like I've gone off topic a little bit. I don't know. This is a process and not the exact term, but this is a process that I use with my clients. 
is to say stuff out loud, to reflect what's going on internally on the outside. And again, whether you do that through talking out loud, whether you do that through journaling, whether you're doing that through you know text or whatever, you are putting the information out there just to look at it and be like, huh, that's something. <laughs> that's something neat. And when I put out that story of, oh yeah, I'm being an insecure freak right now uh, and here are all the ideas that I'm having about what I should do in our relationship I get to look at that you know as if it's like a something in a museum and I'm like huh that's cool I don't want to go through with it but that's cool and it gives you that separation I think I'm going to end it there um, I'm quite tired and uh, yeah I don't really know where else to go with this but this concept, I swear to, you know, anything, I swear on my mom's grave that this is extremely helpful in being able to sort through those like sticky, weird moments in relationships where we're all just dealing with our own internal dialogue because you engage in this live stream, you get it all out there you step back and are able to laugh at it and observe it. And then, you know, in, in supportive relationships, you are able to be supported by this person. So that's today's episode. And uh, I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening.